Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, Freedom of Good Home, uh, what once described as the internet's premier funny podcast, um, mm-hmm, but realistically, mm-hmm. it's just me and Ben, and we're still doing this fucking thing. Hello, Ben. How are you? Well, I'm actually much more positive than that, and I think you've 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 soured you've soured the intro. Sure, I've come uh, off the back of I think four of the worst <laughs> days of my life. I think genuinely. <laughs> I can hear that. I can which hear we'll get that to very voice. soon. Can we um? Can I can I offset your negativity before we get to that and before we bring in our guests by saying it is a beautiful, it is a beautiful autumnal Sydney day. I just went for a walk outside. Uh-huh. There's, there's a there's 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 a crisp little bite in the air, like the crunch of a jazz apple. And uh, I'd say it's around about it's around about six degrees uh, Celsius. Uh, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Why am I talking about Fahrenheit? Well, Michael, our I guest think what's today- happened is Ben is you've you've started a sentence. <laughs> And you didn't have a plan on how to end it, and now we're four years into this sentence. I really thought that I really thought that the ending of that sentence would sort of reveal itself to me as I spoke, but it didn't. Yeah, it but did Michael, not. the reason I'm talking about Celsius and Fahrenheit is because our guest hails from what many call the land of Fahrenheit, uh, or at the very one of the few remaining. No, lands nobody. Of Nobody calls Canada the land of Fahrenheit, by the way. I am Canadian. That's true. You are Canadian. (laughs) We use Celsius in Canada as well. Do you? Yeah. Because when I was doing this intro in my mind just now, I was like, she's Canadian, but I'm pretty sure that they use Fahrenheit. They don't. Well, Brandy, welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about various ways of measuring temperature. Um, This week, (laughs) we're chatting Kelvin, which is uh, is one for the... I think Kelvin is just Celsius, isn't it? It's the same. I think, I think it's Kel- Celsius plus Kelvin a couple is, of hundred. Kelvin is like Celsius for nerds, for people who have to measure <laughs> the temperature like on other planets. I think, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's going to be my new thing. What do you guys think? I think I'm going to start measuring things in Kelvin, just as a little affectation, sort of like a sort of um, vocal bow tie that sure, I've been it's trying. Like, oh man, it's about 300 today. 300 degrees. Ooh, hot. <laughs> Do you Hot know or cold? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know that I, and I, I may have mentioned this because whenever I figure something out, I tend to mention it on the podcast, but it took me, it took me a really long time to work out what Fahrenheit is all about. Uh, what do you when mean? I was living in the, when I was living in the States, I was like, this is a nonsense system for idiots. Mm. And then, but then I figured it out and what it is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Brandy, but the way that I think about it is it's like out of a hundred, what's the day? You know what I mean? It's like with 100 being very, very hot and zero being very, very cold, either side of those things you're going to die. So what's the day out of 100? Yeah, it makes sense. It takes a little getting used to, but it makes sense in terms of like it's a scale of human livability. Yeah, exactly. kind of how I think of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So like at zero, you're freezing your ass off at hundred, you're sweating your balls off. And like at 50, you're comfortable, but could be a little warmer. Um, yeah. Sure. Okay. So yeah, haven't really, it makes we haven't, sense. We haven't really um, explained uh, for, for our listeners for, uh, who, who may not know you what you do. Uh, Brandy oh. Jensen is a, a, a weather reporter. She uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you just heard some. No, Brandy is uh, a, a writer and an editor and uh, one of my favorite both of those things. Um, and I'm really stoked to have her on the pod. Uh, so welcome and thank you for taking time. First of all, where are you and how are you? Um. Where am I, like, existentially, geographically, you professionally? You can poison. Yeah. However you um, choose. I am, I am living in New Orleans. I am working at uh, the recently announced, it's going to be relaunched, Gawker.com. Uh-huh. Um, I'm getting features is, at... 
Very if, exciting. If I am going to be able to go to the dentist again. I'm just fucking thrilled about that. <laughs> I've got a weird bowl that I want somebody to look at, and now I can do uh-huh. that. I'm it's a, so it's excited. A, it's a wonderful system. It really so is a wonderful system. Um, yeah, so that's, I just started as features editor at Gawker. So, you know, pit, pitch me, pitch me your stories, Ben. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And you, me, perhaps? You, I've got I was stories. Say, I've Michael, got heaps you'll, of you'll, stories. You'll notice that you were, you were left out of that. And that's, uh, I think <laughs> you should, we should just, we should just, we should just move on. We don't need to make a big deal of it, but I, okay, but I just, want to I thought this that. Would, I thought this could be really big for me. I thought I could have uh-huh, finally got uh-huh. um, some of my um, musings published in, uh, in New Orleans, you know? I uh, thought I could have gone viral. That that is uh-huh. that is how the locals pronounce it. Yeah, that's very <laughs> I, got a, a key year for dialect. <laughs> I can tell. I've seen, I've seen one episode of The Simpsons where I think they did a play that was set in New Orleans, and they said it like yeah. that, and that's how I think uh-huh. they pronounce it. Was it a <laughs> streetcar named Desire? It yeah. was. I, yeah. I, I, look, I don't want to put words in Hing's mouth, but I think it was definitely that one. Yeah. Um, Brady, you you moved um, you moved from New York, sort of semi recently. Yeah. Um, how was that? Because like, do, do you do you have like? I assume you don't have family in New Orleans because you have family in Canada. What have what you also seen you the Simpsons this? episode, Brandy? And is that why yeah, you moved? Was it the Simpsons? Episode I have seen. I have seen the Simpsons episode. Um, yeah, I moved here having never been here before in my life. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I moved wow. just because it seems like a good place to move to, and it was. And so that's really one of my biggest lessons. It's like. Just follow your weird instincts. Usually it's fine. <laughs> that is that is like genuinely inspiring. Like I genuinely find that you just moved to a city that you had never been to and it's been great. I mean, listen, have you ever, I... Have been like, moved a bunch- into a house you've never seen before? Like I don't... I, the idea of moving to a city I've never been to before is um, so daunting to me. Michael, can I tell you that the house that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. the house that me and Anya own... We purchased with Anya never setting foot in it. Wow. It was potentially. <laughs> wow. stu- but I got to say, we kind of Brandy Jensened it because it all worked out. Like, it's a lovely house and, like, it's there were no surprises, but it's probably the stupidest thing we've ever done. Uh, you say was- you say that there's been no um, surprises and things. There, I, there's, one ver- there's one ongoing surprise that I think we can't talk about on the podcast that is, um, <laughs> that is ruining it's your a- life, I think, then. Yeah, I, I mean, would. Look, I would. This. I would love to hear about this. <laughs> I'll cut. I'll probably cut this out. But I, I also don't think that anybody from the council listens to this show because we sort of try and alienate council nerds wherever possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is a room in our house that um, isn't technically a room. I don't mean that in the sort of like um, house too big horror story style. <laughs> like the dimensions house of the of house leaves. are very much. Yeah, but it's not uh, for like council purposes. It's like I don't know a pantry or something. <laughs> and we didn't we didn't necessarily know that when we bought the house. But uh, oh, yeah. it's like like a bedroom that's not legally a bedroom or that. Kind yeah, of and it's where my son thing. sleeps, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> So we don't keep anything particularly important in there. I mean, how yeah, is I your think... son ever going to know that, though? Like, you're the one who has to teach him about laws, so just skip over well, exactly. that one. He's skip gonna, over he's what makes think... a room a room, and he's fine. Yeah, he's going to grow up. He's going to grow up thinking for his, his whole life that the floor to ceiling, uh, the floor to ceiling height. Uh, has to be around about 30 centimetres less than it actually does by New South Wales code. It'll be like he was raised in a cult, for God's sake. I mean, 
Do you know, Hing, you have perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember somebody telling me that they knew a piano tuner whose uh, child had perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. And because he was a wacky piano tuner, he tuned the house piano like up half a tone. Uh, the ho- like, so, they, so, th- so this kid grew up in a house with a half tone oh. tuned up piano because oh. he's just a mad scientist in the world of piano tuning. Oh. So that kid, that, do, you, do you see the problem there? Yeah, that kid yeah, yeah. now thinks that everything's out of key. Yeah, 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 yeah. That see, would how, be a, how a do you disaster. not? How how do you resist the temptation to do something like that to your child? To just like instill in them some <laughs> fundamental belief about the world that is very wrong and very funny for you to know that they well, don't know. Like I would well, just Brandy, uh, that would be a constant temptation for me. <laughs> the thing that I'm working on right now, actually, uh, which I, which Mo is now old enough that I can probably do. I said this when he was born it was something that I wanted to do. And now he's kind of old enough that I could probably do it, which is I just want to just 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 heavily intimate that I wrote the soundtrack to Emily. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the guy's name? Jan Tiersman or something? Jan Tiersman, I think, is the person Tiersman. who yeah. Moses must never know about. <laughs> but um, but I feel like if I just drop it in casually enough, I reckon I can get to, to about ten before he's like, "Wait a minute, Dad, you don't even play the accordion." <laughs> like, you could have told me that last week and I probably would have been like, oh, that's an interesting fact about you that I didn't know because it's like just obscure enough. But I'm like, I yeah, the, sure. That seems like a thing Ben might have done in a ben, prior life. You, um, <laughs> I think the other thing you could tell him, Ben, though, is that you uh, sort of made that one one thing you made that one soundtrack and it was so beautiful you gave up after that do you know what i mean yeah and that's why I, you don't I, do it i anymore. destroyed these sweet hands exactly after like the, the, like the architect the who made the taj mahal you plucked out your own eyes but for the accordion yeah i don't <laughs> think that was i don't think that was voluntary from that architect i don't think right yeah I, sure, think, I, think. I, I think that architect was like hang on what <laughs> like, i think there was a sort of a mad king involved <laughs> yeah um, I, I look i'm happy to be corrected on this but yeah hey, one king, thing i wanted yeah, look, to you, talk about today was yeah. uh, this? Uh, we, there's a there's a there's a very funny poll that came out about fighting animals. Um, Absolutely, but, but, I, but before I feel we get like to I've that, been a very, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I've been a very bad friend because ten minutes ago you said <laughs> I've had the worst four days of my life. Oh and yeah, then let's go back ten to minutes. Me and Brandy have just been fucking around <laughs> talking about the temperature um, and whatnot, talking um, about <laughs> different ways of measuring temperature and the soundtrack to Amelie. So, Michael, insofar as you can tell us what has happened in the last four days. So last week, uh, for the last couple of weeks, there's been a very stressful situation at work um, that is basically now resolved, but it mm-hmm. caused me uh, to have to have uh, what I thought was a toothache. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I had so a Brandy, toothache. Michael works at the uh, national broadcaster at the ABC. Yeah. So, the, okay. so yeah. To be clear, that my uh, my um, my stressful situation isn't like you know fucking brain surgery or something. It's like you know what whatever the most stressful thing that could happen at like PBS would be, right? That's the <laughs> <laughs> sure. So uh, I had a stressful thing that happened at work, and I uh, didn't realize this. I went to the dentist. and was like, I got a toothache. Dentist looks at my teeth and he's like, Your teeth are perfect. I'm like, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I pride myself <laughs> on my teeth. And she's like, uh-huh. but you are extremely stressed. And I can tell by looking at your teeth that you're grinding them at night. And I was like, well, that's insane. I don't grind my teeth. I'm a cool guy. And she's like, we're uh-huh. making a mouth guard for you right now. Oh, so I wow. leave. 
Uh-huh. And then uh, the pain just gets worse and worse throughout the next couple of days because um, it takes a couple of days to get them. It takes a week to get the fucking mouth guard made. Um, yeah, I did a show with you on like last week on stage, and on the Wednesday, uh, I could tell. Yeah. I could tell you were you're in agony. Yeah, by the and second it really half of the show, I couldn't me to be talk. great. I think. Yeah, I couldn't talk. I couldn't. That's, that, I couldn't. that's something you know, just to keep in your back pocket for later. That <laughs> <laughs> his pain brings out some of your better performances. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you we crushed need to interrogate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I couldn't talk. The second half of our other show, Dragon Friends, uh, that we did the comedy the other night, I basically couldn't talk for the, the whole second half. I, um, yeah. By the, the Thursday I was meant to host at the comedy store, I had to call them and cancel that gig. It was like, and like while I'm every day doing a radio show as well, it was just like, I was just like, what the fuck is happening with my body? This is insane. So uh-huh. Friday, I didn't didn't go to, I, I left work early and couldn't do the show. And I was like, um, I went to the physio and they did a mm-hmm. weird thing where they were like, oh, they were like, oh, clearly your your jaw muscles are all fucked up. I mean, that's not you what have, they said. They TMJ. said some technical term. Yeah. You have TMJ. Um, and they What's did like TMJ? A, what, what is this? What? What? Uh, that's it's when the name you grind bone, your teeth. Yeah. It's when oh. you grind your teeth so bad that you like fuck up your jaw and it causes like serious tension headaches. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I've, I've had it in the past. It's brutal. It's, it's absolutely and, Yeah, I don't know if you've been treated for it before, Brandy, but the, the, the treatment for it, the one of the treatments for it is they get two fingers like this and they put them on your back molars, like they, they glove up, obviously, COVID and whatnot. So sorry, podcast podcast listeners, uh, Hing is doing the sort of V for victory sign. Yeah, but, but then, um, and, then, and then you put your, your two fingers, your two V for victory fingers on the back of your teeth and you just sort of like open, you manually open and close the jaw. Obviously, you shouldn't do it to yourself because you'll just make yourself gag and whatnot, but the physio uh-huh. was doing it to me. This is like milking a venomous snake. What yes. are you describing? It's, it's like milking something. Yeah, that's... It's so fucked. So, Brandy, just... this is a family podcast. <laughs> so, this, this, so, this, so at the physio, this like very lovely like 60-year-old woman is jamming her fingers in my mouth and being like, do you feel that? Do you feel that? And I'm like, and I'm like crying, being like, man, it feels so good. Like this old woman's jamming fingers in my mouth and I'm like, thank you so much for putting your fingers in my mouth. Paying like $60 to have a woman put her fingers in my mouth. I thought physios were sort of neck down. I thought that was sort of their deal. I didn't realize they'd be doing anything with their head. I think they can do any muscle. You give them a muscle, they'll know how to massage it. part of the body? I don't know, Brandy. I know the head's part of the body, all right? Let me get that, let me make that abundantly clear that I know the head's part of the body. But I just thought that it was not an area that they would touch. Wow. You know what I mean? Well, you're That's a fucking for, moron. For therapists only. You've got you to talk to a psychologist. Talk yeah, to a psychologist about your fucked guy. up job. Oh, speaking of therapists, so my dentist, when she said to me, is this a, is this a professional overreach from the dentist, by the way? She goes, you're mm-hmm. very stressed. And, mm-hmm. um, and then she said to me, are you speaking to anyone about your stress, like mm-hmm. professionally? Yeah. And I thought that was a professional overreach. But also, no. I had literally cancelled therapy to go to the dentist. So I was like, okay, you've got me. You have, you have fucking snooked me, dentist. <laughs> um, Do you know I had the most, like, uh, probably one of my most pathetic moments that I've ever had in therapy last week? <laughs> We're talking about this. Yeah, go on. Like, get in. Come on. Lay, lay it on Get me. the fucking boot into lo- yourself, Ben. I love this shit. Like, it was like, it was, it was more than a week ago. I'd written something for The Guardian that I quite liked. And it just sort of came up in conversation. And then 
Like, did, did you bring oh, it up? How did that come up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it came up because I mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your therapist was like, oh, I was reading the most wonderful thing in the Guardian picture. Yeah, and, and she, was like, she was like, oh, okay. And then we sort of moved on. And then I was like, I... I, it, it was Jermaine. I want to point out that like something I'd like written was Jermaine to what we were talking about, and I was like, oh, it's I always Jermaine like... to bring up your hit to bring up your wins, Ben, isn't it? It's always <laughs> Jermaine to bring up your wins. <laughs> anyway, and she was like, she was like, oh well, you know, that's interesting. I might I might read that during the week, and we and oh, you know, and then and then the next week I came, and um, she hadn't you, she didn't mention it at you all. You didn't check it. You didn't check in. You didn't ask, did you? <laughs> of course oh, I ben. asked. Oh, oh Ben, God. why? Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? And the worst thing was, the worst thing was, I thought I could like, I thought I could do it super casual, like oh, blah, 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 oh. blah, blah 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 blah. It's like that thing we were talking. Oh, did you read? Um, did you happen to read that article? And oh, then, hey, anyway, <laughs> anyway, doctor, um, my friends and I are putting on a little show. It's just, it's a version of Streetcar Named Desire. It's our own, it's our own musings, and we'd love you but, to come. I can organise comps was, if you'd like. <laughs> this is why I have her, because she's so good. But it's a double-edged sword, because she immediately was like, why is this important to like you? You, <laughs> you, you failed the test. I was going to see if you could make it all session without asking. If you could find that but yeah, Fuck. and she hadn't, she hadn't read it, she hadn't read it, so that's fine, whatever. It's very short, it's 600 words, you know what I mean? It's an easy read, it all it all flows, you know what I mean? Uh, um, so anyway, after, so after the physio, I felt like a little bit better, but um, uh, just, it was still fucking up. My mum gave me a bunch, bunch of, um, I don't know if this is legal, I don't give a fuck. Mum gave me a bunch of muscle relaxants and, um, and fucking mother is a doctor, I should say. Yeah, mum's a doctor and... Um, just pumped me full of drugs um and like it's um and then I, she was like she was like look if these don't work you, sh- you could try amyl nitrate and i'm like mum <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna go get poppers for my jaw okay because my mum told me to love to party with your mom she sounds amazing <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to the fucking sex shop and be like hello mother has sent me here to purchase <laughs> amyl nitrate poppers because I'm in pain. I have a note from my mommy. <laughs> oh my god! So then, well, fucking yes. Saturday morning, I'm in uh-huh. so much pain. Then this this yeah. was a real low point. I I, I found this is that the low point. This is one of the low points. There are so many to come. You I, do let us know when you get to the nadir. <laughs> this could. This is a physical nadir, but there's a psychological nadir in about in in, 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 in on Sunday. So I found that the only thing that soothed the pain was me swilling ice water. Right, I couldn't mm-hmm. eat anything. I couldn't sleep. I, co- mm-hmm. I also couldn't open my jaw wide enough to fit a full ice cube in there. So I would have to swill ice, like ice water, and then just gargle it at the back of my throat to cool the fucking swollen muscle, right? Uh-huh. But it meant I was drinking so much water that I um, was just like bloated and full of water. Uh-huh. At one point- Like that guy I had from to- X-Men 2. Yeah. <laughs> at one point- <laughs> yeah. At one point, I had to throw up through clenched teeth. No! Right? Which is the most- <laughs> Fucked thing anyone has ever done, right? We call that the old soup strainer. (laughs) (laughs) But Ben and Brandy, because I was so full of water while I was throwing Mm -hmm. up, I also pissed my pants. (laughs) (laughs) 
And because I was in so much pain and hadn't, because I was in so much pain and I couldn't, like, I couldn't physically hold myself to the toilet bowl, I decided to throw up in the shower. And I'd take uh-huh. off my pants because I didn't want to get vomit on my knees, but I was still wearing my underwear. So I just mm-hmm. filled my Sorry, undies with my counts. own piss uh-huh. <laughs> while I was throwing up through clenched teeth. Like, okay, uh-huh. that, 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 is, that is a low point. That is a definitive yeah. It's a fucking low, low point. In anybody's life. <laughs> oh, man. And then after that, I was like, well, I haven't eaten anything in 24 hours. Mum was like, you could should try and eat some yogurt. And I tried to uh-huh. eat a bit of yogurt. And there was a there was a chunk of blueberry in the yogurt. And I couldn't open my teeth wide enough to push the blueberry through. And so, so I was trying to jam a bit of blueberry through my teeth with my finger. And mum was like, what are you doing? And I tried to explain to her. And then I started crying in front of my mum because I was jamming Wait, a blueberry you- through my do you, do you do you live with your mother as well? I do live with mother. I do I do live with my parents. Sorry. That's the other thing. I just wanted to get that. Okay. Well, there's a rich tapestry of problems in my life I should have solved by now. Not many people with a national radio show would live with their mum, but yes, thank you for identifying that. Yes, I do. You're talking now. You're feeling, I am, I am. We're feeling better. So the, the so look, I've had scans. I've been to the dentist several times. She's like shaved down my teeth a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. there's I was going to say, been all kinds looks, of your teeth look very svelte. <laughs> they <they're> just millimeters <laughs> high now. Um, uh-huh. uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing a splint like a mouth guard thing when I sleep. It, but uh-huh. the thing that actually worked was um, I went to the physio again, and they were like, "Look, I can only see you for like 40 minutes. What you need to do and is go and get an hour long massage." And I was like, great. I live in a very uh, Chinese area of the of the city we live in. So there's like heaps of Chinese massage places. And I was like, great. There's heaps of them. I'll just go down to one of these. I went down to the one I, uh, I've, I've never been to before. And I've walked past it a bunch in the, in the shopping center. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I need a massage. And there was this old man who's like, look, we're all full. He's like, it was, it was Sunday. He's like, it's a Sunday. Everyone's going to be full. I didn't realize this was a thing that like people do. That they go get massages on Sundays, on weekends. I did not know that either. Yeah. He's like, we're all, everyone's full. But he's like... Um, he's like, you can go to my friend out the back. And I was like, what? I'm like, oh. and he's like, oh. so I walk out the back of the Westfield, right? Were you into, like, into- I'm on my way to get a hand job? Like- <laughs> and I was being directed by an old man. Here's the other thing. I rarely get massages because I'm often afraid of being offered a hand job because I know that that's a thing people offer men because they think men want hand jobs. And I would be so mortified in that situation. I I get plenty of massages. You can tell the difference between like a massage place and a place where that's going to happen. Yeah, but obviously, I don't know if you can tell this, Brandy, but my mind is so fucking paranoid and anxious that it doesn't matter if there are, like, ge- genuine cues that I should pick up on, right? It's all a he's fucking like, mess. He's, like, at the chiropractor being like, are you going to jump? Please don't touch my dick, sir. I'm like, hey, I'm at the physio being I like, let me put your fingers in my mouth. What's going on? What's going on? Is this a sign? Get your hands away! It's just a fucking nightmare of an individual. So I, um... So I walk out the back of the Westfield, like out the back of the shopping center, into a fu- literally a fucking alleyway in the back of Hurstville, and uh, he and and so the address he's given me, it's like a disused office block, right? Like a literally an empty office, and mm-hmm. so I walk up this like single stair single staircase with like fluorescent lights, get to the top of it. There's literally an old man in front of a curtain, 
Like a, like a, mm -hmm. I don't know. I would say like a, like in the Wizard like, of Oz, like yeah, a, like a seven-year-old like Chinese man in front of a Okay. PT bar. Hand jobs, hand jobs, hand jobs. And, and I was like, "Hello, are you? Are you a, do you do massages here?" And like, and he, and then he speaks back to me in Mandarin, which I don't speak. So then I've got to be like, "Oh, sorry, I don't speak Mandarin." And then like, then that's a whole thing. And he's dis he's like, he's like, "Oh, he's like laughing at me because I don't speak Mandarin." This is like every time I meet an old Chinese person who finds out I don't speak Chinese, they just so, laugh as hell. So so now you've got the hand job anxiety, and you've got the disappointing child of an immigrant anxiety. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. First of all, first of all, he says, "Oh, I'm wondering this anxiety." Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> and I go, you, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, sorry, I'm speaking. That's a whole thing. And I'm like, do you do massages? And he goes, no, no, no. He's like, no massage. I do acupuncture. And okay. I was like, oh fucking hell! Now I'm a fucking acupuncturist, which I was raised to believe was um was bullshit. I don't know if that's true, but that's uh -huh. you know, that's. I was, I was like, well, this this is a fucking <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. But uh -huh. I'm like so desperate for anything at this point. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, sure, whatever, just do whatever the fuck you've got to do. And so he takes me into literally a, like an office, like an office with a bed in it. Like it's mm -hmm. not, it's not like a, there's no relaxing music playing. It's like mm -hmm. a fucking empty office, and there's there's no like um, paper shoji screens or anything up. It's just like mm -hmm. just imagine a yeah. There's desks. I can imagine a room. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't speak to Brandy's powers of, of imagination, but I am I'm I'm able to is conjure it, up the image of a room. Is it a room that's legal by council standards, or are we talking about? <laughs> I would say it's like about thirty centimeters too short. Okay. Actually, all right, all right. Um, I'm, you're setting the it's scene. It's like an open plan office with computer screens and phones and stuff, and in the middle of it, there's just a fucking massage table. And he goes, "Get on this," and I'm like, "Righto." And he goes, "And he goes, where's the pain?" I point to my jaw, and so he he. He goes, take your shirt off. I'm like, okay. And then he grabs my hand and starts, and and, and he goes, uh, he, and he goes, can I put needles in you? And I was like, oh, please don't. And he's like, okay, he's like, just well, my if hand. I can't, this is going to be did, a very short what, meeting. What did you think? Else, what, what else was going to happen? <laughs> I, thought, I don't know. I thought I was. I thought he could do this something. A, I don't know. This is kind of my whole deal, man. <laughs> this is really. <laughs> So he jams his. Is this or uh, hand he job? Jams, you gotta choose. <laughs> yeah, he jams his hand into my penis and just strokes it so nicely, and then I come and it feels great. No, he, he jams his thumb and uh, second finger into the bit between my thumb and uh, second finger, right? And he's sort mm -hmm. of massaging the bit between my thumb and my hand uh, with his thumb bit with his thumb, and like I would say within like four seconds the pain in my jaw goes away. And I was like, wow. I was like, oh, well, it's, it, this is working. And it's almost scarier to me that this is working because now I believe in acupuncture. Now, now I've joined a cult. This is what's happened. Now, now you, have to, you have to cult. rethink your whole worldview now. You've got to, exactly, yeah. Right? So, so then he, he does this thing where he, um, 
he like does a bunch of stuff to me. He puts he puts his finger, I would say, quite close to my asshole, right? He puts his thumb <laughs> quite close to my asshole. To where? To, what is, how's he gone from the from the fleshy bit between your finger and, and thumb to your asshole? Like, was there any so, sort of stop in between those places? He, no, yeah. Oh, sorry, he tells me to lie down. He like he gets me to lie on my back. He bends my leg back towards my head, right? Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And he jams his he jams his thumb <laughs> into I guess the bit where my leg meets my butt, right? Which is I would say. Are you talking gooch? Yeah, quite close to my gooch. I would say I would say a little bit to the side of the gooch. Like it's still leg, but if I wasn't wearing pants, he would have been like within centimeters of my scrotum, right? He jams his thumb in there. <laughs> And I, I and and the thing is, like, I don't think this man was trying to do anything dodgy to me. I think he, I think he was genuinely trying to help me. But because his English wasn't very good, he didn't, exp- he never explained what he was doing. He just sort of got me to lie back, put my leg back, and then he sort of jammed his thumb into my, uh, yeah, to my leg, and then he bent my leg forward and then ba- basically did a manipulation of my leg. While he has uh-huh. thumb jam quite close to my gooch. But you, and- you've already felt better, so this was sort of unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I'd say I'd say I felt like forty percent. Like I felt the pain going down with every okay. another manipulation he did, right? And he, jam- and he jammed his thumb into my yeah into my butthole. Well, not no, not not my butthole, but into my <laughs> quite close to my butthole and moved my leg around. He then um, he then massaged the. He got both his hands and massaged the front of my neck. Did he like, wash them first? Uh, he had some... <laughs> Before yeah, he my dirty ass gooch. Um, I think he had some hand sanitizer, actually. Like, or he had yeah, something. Want, you, okay, yeah. we're COVID, we're COVID yeah. safe here. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he massaged the front of my neck, which I mean, just having an old man grab your throat is like... I was like... At one point, I was like, I really hope I'm not into this. Because if yeah. this is my thing, you know, Michael, between, between the like, old woman with her fingers in your mouth and the old guy, <laughs> yeah, got an oral fixation. This is just... if you if if this happened to you at like at the at the wrong age, you could develop some really weird fetishes. Of course, of course, yeah, absolutely. Because if I just take if I just take what happened to you, because you know you you've laid it out in such a way that I think uh, I, I think you you. You did everything right in that, like, you, you found someone who would cure you. He's an acupuncturist who mm. obviously knows what he's doing because he, mm. he, he fucking took this pain away. But if I just take this as, like, uh, a dot point of, of, of what you did, mm. um, it's very difficult to get away from the fact that you walked into a dark alley in Hurstville where an old <laughs> man shoved his thumb up your ass and then strangled you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'd do it again. I would do it again. <laughs> oh my um, god! That, well, yeah. Between, between anyway, that so I'm, and I'm between that now, and the puking and pissing, that's like a whole weekend bender right there. But you were sober the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the story of my weekend. I like vomited. I pissed myself. I got fingered in an alley. That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's a weekend when you're in college. It should have been. Yeah. Oh, anyway, well, so, said, so I'm, I'm, I'm good to be out of that nadir right now. So, yeah, well, it's good to be back, looking, everybody. You're looking fabulous. So, and and uh, and do give me the details of that man. Uh, should should that uh, should I'm kind this of worried that if I I've got an appointment to go back and see him this weekend, and I'm kind of worried I'm going to turn up and there's just going to be an empty office, and it's going to be like there was never an acupuncturist <laughs> well, he, here. But he he died 30 years ago this very day. <laughs> Just had my just had my gooch touched by a ghost, you know, and that's what cured me. 
I think we've set a new record for um, the fuck about section of the show. <laughs> we've gotten to about 30 minutes. And we're actually not even going to move on to a classified because this is a special episode um, mm-hmm. where a, um, uh, a poll came out um, from YouGov, which is... Uh, Brandy, is that, uh, is that a government thing in the States? I know that sounds like a very stupid question. But, um, but no, they you, do. YouGov does all the, like, UK polls, don't they? Oh, okay. So this is the UK. I think no, so. I mean, is, I'm only... Is... I tend to... I tend no, they, to... Do, they, do, they do lots of polling. I think they, they're, they're, they I think they're a government organization, which I'm only getting from their website being yougov.com. Yeah. Um, I, I just okay. always see YouGov polls about, like, you know, they're, they're always weird UK... Yeah, well, like, end up, then should, end up hitting Twitter, where it's like, you know, should should we like pervert Brit- British stuff? Should we? Yeah. should we feed the Queen toffee or something? Yeah, <laughs> just just the disgusting. Uh, Brandy, uh, what's we have the long, title of this poll, Ben? We have a, we have a long-standing thing on this podcast where people from UK aren't allowed to listen. Um, we have no way of policing that, but we sort of try and make them feel as unwelcome as possible. Which, uh, um, as, as uh, and that's specific. And we want to, We want to narrow that down to specifically England eventually. Oh, abs- um, sorry, absolutely. Scotland, yeah, Northern Ireland, it, and Wales seem quite cool. Yeah, if if we haven't been clear about this before, we apologise. It's the English um, we hate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, this poll is called "What animal could you beat in a fight?" Um, <laughs> I've, I've read a lot on this now. Um, mm-hmm. I say a lot. I was feeding Mo porridge this morning and kind of scanned it, um, which is the mm-hmm. best way to take in data. Um, but th- I still haven't worked out who commissioned this poll or why it was commissioned, but it was scientifically done. Um, and you okay. can read about their, their, their data methodology if you so choose. Um, and uh, th- they've broken it down in all sorts of ways. Um, there, there is about uh, 15 animals that they asked, could you beat this animal in a fight? Okay. Um, and the question is, which of the following animals, if any, do you think you could beat in a fight if you were unarmed? Mm-hmm. All right. So, first of all, um, I have a question about this, which is like, if I were asked this question, I would be like, what do you mean by beat? Does it mean like, sure. does it say kill? Does yeah. it, or like, you know, it's like demoralized to the point where they give up, I guess, is like the, the point, right? <laughs> or um, it makes sense, like, I guess, to your will. Ro- roast them into submission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you um, long neck ass giraffe. <laughs> so there's a bunch of animals. I, I don't know if you guys, do you guys have this in front of you? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. So. It goes from uh, I, I will I will do it from bottom to top. I think is probably best. Sure. Okay. Um, so sixty eight percent of women and seventy six percent of men think that they could beat a rat in a fight. Now I will say that there is a um, there is not a single animal that men aren't more confident they could beat <laughs> than women are, mm-hmm. um, which I think speaks to the fact that women uh, or rather no, I think men. There's one. I think there's one that women are more confident on. That's true, actually. You're absolutely right. Uh, And we'll get to that. There's one animal we'll get to later. (laughs) Uh, I think it really just speaks to men having a hugely inflated sense of what they're capable of. So, should we we just set some boundaries for this? Are are we saying Mm -hmm. it's a bear? I imagine it's it's probably a bear room, a sort of a Tron-style, like, electronic bear room. Well, I think you've I think you've added something there. I don't know if it needs to be Tron. doesn't need to be Tron-style. I just wanted to give it some colour and shade. 
There can't be like a like a sort of natural habitat environment. Like, am I? Yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. I see what you yeah. mean. Nobody has the advantage, and there aren't like caches of weapons that you can run to and things like that. I oh, get yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a bare room. It's a it's a it's an abandoned asylum room or something. You know. It's a, <laughs> again, um, as, yeah. Yeah, again, why are you adding things? Flavor, flavor, Ben. Come on, we want people to watch this. <laughs> it's 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 an empty office building where there once was an acupuncturist, <laughs> a single massage table, and an old man. Single massage table and a bear who wants you dead. <laughs> well, that's that's a really that's an important thing that you've just hit on, Brandy, which is like, if is is the situation for all these animals that this animal <laughs> at least initially means me no ill will. Because if I can if I can get the jump on some of these animals, I'm pretty confident. But if like if they're prepared to fight me from day dot, you know what I mean? If they're prepared mm. from like the word go to to destroy me, then I'm fucked with basically any of these things. But I also so okay, I with- like morally though, I've got some questions about like sneaking up on and kicking a medium-sized dog, right? Like, that's just... I don't know that that's something I want to carry with me for the rest of my life. Well, that's the thing, right? I think, I think we have to assume in, our, in ourselves, just so, so, so we can feel good about this, that this, this medium-sized dog has been told terrible things about you. And, or maybe it's a situation like in Saw 1, where if this dog doesn't beat you in a fight, something terrible happens to this dog's family. I think, like, from the moment you enter the Thunderdome slash acupuncturist office, both both of you are, like, going at it, right? Not not fucking. (laughs) I need to make that very clear. Um, Yeah, I mean, could you win by seducing the animal, you know? Look, some of these, potentially. So it it goes like this. It goes rat... Uh-huh. House cat, and then we get to goose. People, goose is people the thir- are wildly misunderstanding how how vicious geese are. I can t- I can tell you well, as a Canadian, a goose will <laughs> fuck your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Brandy, you say people, men are massively <laughs> misunderstanding <laughs> the raw animal power of a goose because seventy one percent of men. Say that, but for some reason, fifty-one percent of only fifty-one percent of women are confident in taking it down. I so think because women have been to like the park with their children and they've seen geese harass. Sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think women are more familiar. I yeah, think that, women. That's very uh, possible. Yeah. I also there's the also enemy. that thing where like every once in a while, you know, you'll there's a poll where something like eighty percent of men think that they can beat Serena Williams in a tennis match or whatever. Like, yes, that's true. Men, yeah. men are kind of like pathologically inclined to overestimate their own physical prowess. Mm. Um, I think in some ways, yeah, men, geese, have men you seen are the like teeth on a geese. They've got little razory teeth, and they will. Oh no, geese teeth. Geese? I, yeah. I always assumed geese birds is... don't have teeth. I thought I always thought all beaks are toothless. No, no, I, no. geese geese have terrifying teeth, and I don't care to discuss the matter further because it's upsetting. <laughs> Yucka. Um, and then we get to your medium-sized dog, uh, which again there is a huge divide here, where sixty percent of men think they could, and thirty-nine percent of women think they could. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could defeat a, a, a medium-sized dog. I am, I'm, especially since becoming a parent, I am terrified of dogs. They are, they are so strong. The and next one also, uh, really yeah. intrigues me though, Ben. The next yes. one is eagle, <laughs> which is, so 23% of women, so that's almost a quarter of women think they could beat an eagle in a fight. I think that's too high. I think mm. even, I, I think even there that's too high. 
And 38% of men think they could beat an eagle in a fight. Beat an eagle. Yeah. Now, I think, I'd love I think to for this situation... I'd love to know how they going about that. Well, I think, I think in this situation, you've got, you've got to give... it. I mean, again, you've got to imagine that the room has to be big enough for the eagle to be able to fly. Because otherwise, otherwise, if, if the eagle's grounded, all of us could, could beat the eagle. Clearly. Oh, you know? yeah, well, sure. If, if the eagle's like hobbled or injured in some way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The eagle, oh, yeah, if, yeah. The eagle. Sorry, if the eagle's in a flies. cage, I'm just throwing it in a lake. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that if the if if the Tron room slash abandoned asylum is big enough, then the eagle can easily beat any of us. But I think I so I wonder if if tw- if 23 of women and um, thirty-eight percent of men just of men. assumed it was a it, it was a small a too smaller room for people to uh, for the I, eagle to I, fly. I bet thirty-eight percent of men think that in, that they could punch a flying eagle in the face. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I do not doubt that. I do not doubt yeah. that. <laughs> because because as you said that, part of me was like, yeah, I reckon I could. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you a man remember- who was recently vomiting through his teeth and pissing himself <laughs> within days was like, "Yeah, no, I could punch an eagle in the face." <laughs> I just turned it, turned it, turned it to dust. Maybe, well, hey, maybe, maybe the eagle would take pity on you once it learns you live with your mom, and then you can sort of yeah. manipulate that advantage. <laughs> Eagle just going, oh, dude. Just like, dude. oh, man. This, girl's... Dude. Oh, man. He, 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 this guy needs a win. He needs a win. Now, I, yeah, if, if you can somehow shame these animals into taking a dive, <laughs> that's a good strategy. Yeah. Um, my only hope is know... that the eagle owes money to the mafia and the mob has a lot of money riding on this fight. That's my only hope now. Do you remember, because uh, I know these are different animals, but do you remember when Fabio got hit in the face with a duck on uh, a roller coaster? It was a, it was a goose, I believe, wasn't it? Was it a goose? Oh, no. It no, was it must have been a duck because it was flying. It yeah. Was, geese yeah, can it was, fly. Yeah, but they can, but not at roller coaster height, I imagine. Sure. Uh, well, geese so, tend to go the, in formation. Yeah, I think it was, of course, I remember the photo of him with the blood all over. <laughs> yes, that's... So, so my memory of this... Is that it? Yes, it it, it it fucked up his face a little bit, but he like turned the duck to powder. Am I right about that? Or so it was, was it... it was a goose actually. It was a goose. Oh, really? Okay. It was a full goose. Uh, it was on a roller coaster, and yes, the du- the, the the goose was killed by Fabio's okay. face. So that tells um, me that if you can hit something, if, if you, you can, can run eagle, at I... the speed of a roller coaster towards the goose. <laughs> Speed running. <laughs> Look, as I said that, I realized there were some problems. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Look, obviously, if 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 for all of these fights, you are strapped into a roller coaster and the animals trying to attack you, that changes everything. That changes, that changes the entire. That, that's the whole game. Guys, we, we we go to we go to large dog and then king cobra and then we get to chimp, which I find really interesting because twelve mm. percent of women. 22% of men b- think that they could beat a chimp in a fight. This, to me, seems absurdly high. I don't See, think anyone I, could beat a chimp in a fight. Nobody could. And I feel like I feel like my eventual wife is among that 12% of women who think that they could beat a chimp. There's something. That kind of physical confidence is just very alluring. And... <laughs> I want to meet the women who think that they could kill a chimp with their bare hands. <laughs> I really I, um, do. 
had, I had a I, I had a look in the uh, I, I did a bit of a deeper dive into the data here because um, mm -hmm. because I sort of wanted a little bit more information, especially about especially about this category. And they have an age breakdown. Um, it's a it's a PDF that that came with it. Um, you can peruse it at your leisure. But uh, it's interesting because as people get older with most of the animals, they get more confident that they could destroy it, right? So really? as the, yeah, the 55 plus is generally <gasps> speaking for a lot of animals, are more confident than the younger people. But with chimps, it drops right off <laughs> as you get older, which to me, <laughs> which to me suggests that in everybody's life, there comes a moment where A, you will realize that you will never play Hamlet and B, you'll realize that you cannot <laughs> beat a chimp in a fight. <laughs> Which is yeah, sort of beautiful. Yeah, it's one of those opportunities life will shut down for you, you know? Yeah. Can I also say, and I don't know if this, uh, it's, it's, I, I can't really speak to this not being American. I know you're not American, Brandy, but you spent a lot of time there. It, it's broken down by region. Um, and uh, the, the people, it's Northeast, Midwest, South and West. You're currently in the South, which is the, according to this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess most confident that they can beat all animals in the South. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, the, uh, the, the South is the animal combat capital of, uh, animal combat confidence capital of, of um, yeah. the United States of America. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, here's, here's, the, here's the other thing about the trying Midwest, to fight a chimp, The though. Midwest is the lowest, if you're oh, interested. Oh, of course. Of course the friendly people in the Midwest. They're not, um, they're not the friendly. The fighting a chimp is. Oh, sure. <laughs> have we done, just deeply have we as humans done enough research? We know about chimps enough that they are, they're intelligent enough they can learn sign language and stuff, right? Like yes. that's so. I, I imagine that means they have. There's like a certain. We acknowledge there are different personalities of chimps, and mm -hmm. so it, it really must depend on which chimp, like who the chimp you're fighting is. Like, is is are you fighting the Conor McGregor of chimps, or are you fighting like, for example, the Michael Hing of chimps? Could who you, could, could they, could has they just set had the worst four days of his fucking total, life? Some total bitch chimp. Yeah. <laughs> some fucking chimp lives if, with his mum, for example. Yeah. For example, you know, some what fucking if, what lizard if the, chimp. What if the chimp is a pacifist? Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. You know. um, guys, this has been such a joy. Uh, Randy, <laughs> was it a chimp who was raised by a wire mother, for example? You know, one of those fucked up chimps. <laughs> and we're going out of a bit of BF Skinner gear for all the BF Skinner heads in our uh, listenership. Speaking of listenership, thank you so much to everybody who has um, uh, just gotten in touch with ads that we obviously didn't read this week because we didn't read any ads. Um, and thank you to everybody who's um, been rating and reviewing. It's one of those weird algorithm things where, honestly, every time you leave a comment, uh, we get about a billion listeners. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucked up. So if you're at a loose end and want to do something for us, um, go and review the go and review the podcast because uh, that's really useful to us. Mm. Um Brandy, congrats on the Gorka gig. That's really exciting. Do you have anything else you want to direct people's attention to? You have a wonderful Twitter. Um, yeah, I feel like I have too many followers on Twitter. I don't need any more of those. The more, the more you have, the worse the experience gets. You just get a yeah, bunch so of... Real fucking so if weirdos. You follow Brandy, if you follow Brandy Jensen on Twitter, maybe consider unfollowing. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a top tier follower, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're bringing joy to this world, GTFO, don't muck up Brandy's day. You know, you're just getting caught in the fucking works. Um, have, have you, have you, can you let us know of any um, 
big, I don't know if this is a dumb question because I don't talk to proper journalists that often, but um, are there any big scoops coming out of Gorka soon? Are you going <laughs> to take down Peter Thiel or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, this, the site hasn't launched yet. We're hoping to launch in July. So if you have any tips about how to take down Peter Thiel, uh, send it my way. <laughs> I'm, yeah, if you're I'm, one of the if you're you one know. of the young people he stole blood from, for example, yeah. get in yeah. touch. Let Brandon in charge of the the teal and Hulk Hogan vertical, and we're expecting great things from it. Um, guys, I've got to take off. This has been a joy, Brandy. Thank you so much. Uh, and Michael, I'm just so so glad that you're that you're well. I feel like I was very mean to you, and I want to apologize. You're you're a lovely you're a lovely guy. <laughs> Oh, no, this, you, your right. sympathy is only making it much worse. It's making it so much more humiliating, Brandy. I, I, I appreciate the kindness, but honestly, it's you can't help me. See ya. Bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.